whenever you're in doubt, just remember who you are and like what you can create. Like you can create human beings, literally. Like of course you can create your dream life. Everything you want is there to be experienced by you. Friends, we have a really beautiful guest on for today's episode, and I'm so excited to introduce her to you all. We talk about kind of a range of things. We really go into manifestation, and she gives some really epic manifestation tips, reminders. It's an expansive episode. You know, even if you are deep into manifestation work, you've been doing it for a while, don't underestimate the power of beautiful reminders. For a lot of people that I've noticed in the industry, maybe you've been in the industry for a while, you're a coach or you've just been doing personal development for a long time, um, I noticed that people forget the value of foundational things. They forget the value of, you know, learning something, not because you need it, but because you want to maybe improve on it, or you want to hear it a different way, or it's going to click, or you're going to be reminded of it. It's like, we kind of get sucked into this idea that we should always just be after more, 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 rather than having a really strong foundation of the things that are going to actually allow you to expand. Like you can't keep having expansion if you don't have a strong foundation. I was kind of having this conversation with a friend actually the other day, we were talking about the coaching industry and just how much it's changed from when she started and from when I started, because we started around the same time. And I feel like I need to do a whole episode. Oh my God. Do you see that fucking bubble? If you're watching the YouTube, you just saw the bubble. I need to get my fiance to get that off my laptop. It's some new iOS update. Um, I feel like I need to do an episode on just how that has changed and kind of the influence that it has from a consumer standpoint as well, because there definitely is some some pros, but there's also a lot of cons. And um, you know, I think for a lot of us, we have forgotten how fucking valuable it is to continue to choose to co-create a reality, even if you've kind of manifested one thing from that topic. Like you've already manifested the relationship. Well, don't you want to continue to manifest a beautiful relationship, you know, or you've already started your business. Amazing. Do you not want to continue to make your business better? Um, And so I think for, I know, actually I will, I know, and this is based off my conversation with her that we can fall into this trap and maybe this is going to call some of you out in a good way of falling into this trap where you think that you keep having to invest in like vibes and someone's vibration is very important, especially when it comes to, you know, your business or, you know, manifesting your dream life or your dream relationship. There's a, there's a very important component. That's why I place a really strong value on making sure that I record programs for you guys that do have a bit of a vibe because I know that also changes the experience that you have in the program, but it can never be the sole reason why someone's paying for something. It can't be the only reason why, or in my opinion, it shouldn't be the only reason why you're investing in a program or in a course. It should also be the value that that person is bringing to you. And it's, you know, a double win. It's extra brownie points for that person. If they also bring an incredible vibe, like a visual vibe to you, but they hopefully have a great vibration already but let's not undervalue the expansion in some of like the unvibey things. Let's not value how expansive it is, how expensive it is to like heal your trauma. No, it may not be the sexiest, prettiest thing because you are, you know, dealing with dark shit that you need to face, but what comes from that is the expansion. 
you know, like I've invested in things this year that aren't this like vibey, sexy thing, but what it's brought me in terms of, you know, cleaning up, let's say the back end of my business, what that person has brought me has been expansive, right? So in this conversation with Deanna today, what I love is one, she brings the vibe, but number two is that more importantly, she brings really amazing nuggets and value and education. So I'm excited for you guys to listen. Um, and we talk about also working with your man. She works with her man and her business, her husband. And as some of you would know, if you haven't been living under a rock, I employed my fiance. So he also works for me now as well. And it's been a journey, but we get into this. So I'm really excited for you guys to dive in. Please let me know what you think. Please tag us both on Instagram. All her details are below so that you can. Jelly wants to join for the episode and let's jump in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited. We have a beautiful guest, Diana, with us today. She has an incredible story. And for any of you that are on your journey to really getting into manifestation, to making it an easy process, to living out your dream life, we have a queen with us because not only has she gone through her own incredible journey and transformation, she is living just like the epitome of a vibey life. She really is. So <laughs> let's welcome Diana. If you want to share with us your story, give us all the juicy details. And really, as you're sharing it, kind of help point out some of the pivotal moments that really got you to the life that you have today. Obviously, when you look back, it makes it easier to kind of pinpoint those. So I would love if you can share those with us. Of course, I will in just a second. First of all, I want to thank you for inviting me. It's an absolute honor to be here. Um, I have a little story for everyone listening. I've never told it to anyone, well, except my husband. And Monica doesn't know it as well. So, oh. yeah. So I started following you, Monica, in 2019. And um, then I think 2020, you moved to London. Yes. And um, looking back at that time, like, I had such a big issue with you. Like, wow. Yes, you triggered the fuck out of me. Like, I now I know it, it has nothing to do with you. And yeah, now yeah. looking back at it, it was the biggest gift that you could ever give me because it uncovered so many things that were just, you know, underneath some really big trauma I had. So I was watching your stories and I loved the vibe of you. Like, I connected with you instantly. I watched your stories and then when it came to the strawberry thing like being sensual <laughs> like you triggered the fuck out of me like I was telling my husband oh my god look at her what is she doing like how can she put that strawberry in her mouth like what is she even thinking so I had this like like I I I, I loved everything about you but then this little thing like triggered me so much that I unfollowed you Wow. But in reality, I didn't unfollow you. I unfollowed the trauma, you know, that was lying inside of me. And um, I started to work um, on my own trauma in 2021. I made a, I, I did a certification and stuff, you know. Um, and now I'm like, I'm so grateful that you've done that. Because without you sharing that sensual part of you, I would never uncover that I had such a big issue, you know, with my feminine energy and being sensual and, you know, like being connected to my body and being connected to my, you know, 
just to, to being me as a woman. So mm. I'm so grateful to be sitting here with you. I mean, I love every inch of you. You're an amazing woman. And so are so is your audience. So I'm so grateful to be here. Aww. And I do want to share this story with you in person. I just wanted to tell, you know, tell it to you while your um, listeners can hear it as well at the same time. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> Thank, my you. No, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Not just because like, it's obviously like it touches me, but one of the common things that people will actually say to me, and this is like not the first time I've heard it is that I trigger people. And I actually love that because, you know, you don't want to just be vanilla online. You don't want to be like everybody else online. You actually want to leave a mark on people and to get people thinking and I think these days, everybody's so focused on like, I don't want to be canceled. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to upset anybody. But in doing that, you also don't make a dent in anybody's life. Um, I can't tell you how many of my clients have said to me, there was a time when I unfollowed you. I fucking hated you because you triggered me so deeply. And then months later, I'd be like, thinking about you and like what you said. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, maybe she was right. And then yeah. they start listening to my podcast again. They're like, okay, I'm just going to try and implement what she says. And then they start just kind of like maybe listening to me a little bit and their whole life changes and they're like, oh shit. And, and you know, more often than not, like you've said, when you get triggered about something, it's not because of what the person has said. It's because of how that's made you feel about yourself. 100%. And triggers are always such doorways to growth if you let them be. So I just, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And also what a beautiful share for anybody else listening that also gets really triggered to actually lean into those triggers, you know, and not run away from them because there is, there is a breakthrough like in that trigger. Like I'm sure you experienced that by working on that trauma under there around like your feminine energy and your sensuality and connecting to your body, it probably unlocked so much for you in different, I have goosebumps, so much for yeah. you in different areas of your life. So, okay. Yay. Thank you. Let's jump into your story. <laughs> yes. So, um, my story, so where should I begin? So I I'm trying to make it sweet and short, you know, um, so my name is Diana, Diana. I was born in Croatia and raised in Bosnia. And um, when I was seven, I had to go to Germany because we um, yeah, were refugees back then uh, because of the civil war. And uh, I grew up in a very, uh, well, now I know what kind of dynamics my family had. When I was a child, obviously I thought it's normal, but looking back at it, um, it was a very toxic environment, very toxic behaviors, um, both from my mom and my dad, but obviously because they didn't know how to regulate themselves, you know, they didn't know better. So um, I would say I was a very shy, introverted child, but at the same time extroverted. And um, well, when we came to Germany, you have to know, like, I didn't speak the language. I didn't know anyone. Like, I came to Germany with my sister, like, just the two of us, because my dad at that time couldn't just pass the border because they would just kill him, you know? So my mom and dad would have to stay um, in Bosnia and hide, basically. So thank God my grandparents were living in Germany. So we found shelter there. And um, yeah, I grew up in Germany. I saw my parents working hard for what, you know, to provide a good life for us, um, to, um, yeah, to, to have a good life in quote unquote. Mm. So um, I remember my mom working 20 hours um, after she lost her job. Um, she, um, I mean, you have to know my, my dad was entrepreneur. Like we, we, we were never poor, but we were never wealthy. So, you know, we had a good in Croatia bless you thank you um, we had a good life in Croatia but 
the moment you lose everything because of a war, you you just you you're left with nothing. You know, you just you don't just lose the material things. You lose your self worth. I guess you lose everything. So when they came to Germany, they had to do like these very very hard jobs. Like my mom would have to go cleaning and. Um, my dad worked in a factory. He would come home and his nails would be like black and dirty and he would smell of, you know, ugh, like it was just like watching him and watching her work so hard. I associated with it. Oh, I have to work hard to be successful. I have to work hard to, you know, provide for one day my family. So that's what I did. I started to work when I was 14. I, you know, did all the jobs. I worked at gas stations. I um, worked as a waitress and I, during school and during um, my uni, um, my university time. And I was studying law and um, it was this very, I don't know who of your listeners maybe also go to law school, but, mm -hmm. you know, the people who study law, they're very different. <laughs> they're very strange. Yep. They're very like stiff, you know, there's no, no room for like fun, I guess. Um, they mm -hmm. All they do is just study, 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 go home, sleep and study and study. So I needed something to just cheer me up, I guess. So I started doing YouTube and um, I record like my first video was in 2009. So 15 years wow. ago. Yeah, exactly. And um, I needed it because it was so soul soothing. Like I felt it's just so different to the law school thing. And then I met my husband, my today's husband, um, 14 years ago, and I had a little community on YouTube with, I think, 19 or 20 followers back then. It wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, it, not everyone was doing YouTube. And when you told someone, oh, I'm doing YouTube videos, they thought, like, you're undressing yourself on the Internet. Yes. And, you know, like, it was so strange telling someone, oh, I'm doing YouTube videos now. I mean, now, today, it's just normal to watch vlogs. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, so I deleted everything because I was so ashamed what others would think of me mm. and what he would think of me. So I kept it a secret that I started with YouTube, but I would consume it by myself. You know, I would watch all these beauty tutorials and how to do a smoky eye, blah, blah, blah. And mm. one day he would be like, hey, babe, why don't you just start your own YouTube ch channel? And I was like, oh, gosh, if he just knew that I already did that, yeah. you know. And I said, oh, yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Let's do it. So I started doing that. It grew to an online business. Um, and uh, in 2015, we um, created our own fashion label from scratch. Like we would have a designer, an illustrator. We would fly to China to find suppliers and, you know, all that jazz. And in 2017, he quit his corporate job and he joined our company. Mm -hmm. And um this whole beauty fashion thing was beautiful and was nice. I mean, I love to dress up. I'm a woman, you know, I love yeah. high heels. I love bags. I love my Birkins and Kellys, but I didn't see myself doing that my entire life. There was just something missing there. You know, it was not fulfilling enough. So I mm -hmm. decided, you know what, I'm just going to quit everything that I've done so far. And I'm just going to follow my purpose because it just felt right to step into the self-development industry mm -hmm. so um what i would do back then and this is well this is maybe for everyone listening who wants to create their own business um, i think there's so much value in it um what i'm just going to share so back then in 2017 i would say to my audience like goodbye i'm just quitting beauty and fashion i at the, at the time i had like 60,000 followers on youtube um, which was a huge community back then and mm -hmm. uh, I told him you know what 
I'm just going to open a Facebook group. And every Sunday at 11 o'clock for one year, I would just go live and share my story, share my breakthroughs, share my tools that I've used. Because in 2009, I started with The Secret, the book, The Secret. Mm -hmm. I'm sure all of you know the book. Of course, it's very surface level, but for someone who wants to start, you know, with right starting point. Exactly. So um, I just started with a Facebook group and I would, yeah, take zero money just to, you know, share my story and connect with people. And after one year, I said, listen, guys, I came online like every Sunday I would teach you, but I just can't anymore. Like I have no resources left, you know, mm -hmm. it was so time consuming. And they said, Diana, you can't leave. Like we need something from you. And I was like, but guys, what would you want? And they were like, just do a video course or a coaching or whatever, like create something so we can have a piece of you for us for the next weeks. Mm -hmm. And this is where my first um, online academy was created. Mm -hmm. um, so I created a, a six-week course back then. Um, I know exactly 48 people joined. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, like this yeah. is so much money, you know? And so much like, I, I, I never thought that you can like make a lot of money online. You know, it was such a, a weird yep. thought. I always thought you have to work hard for your money. You have yep. to you know, work in a corporate job etc and this was the moment where i was like okay there's a whole new world out there that i'm not aware of you know um and after the six weeks monica they said are you joking like you can't just leave us hanging here like what are we going to do without you we need you forever and i was like okay what do i do and this is the moment where the high wipe club um mm -hmm. was created it's our membership for six months and this is how it all started, I guess. Um, so Dali and I, my husband and I, we both don't come from, you know, money or a wealthy family. Mm -hmm. um, we struggled a lot. We had 40,000 euro debt. Um, we would live off our credit cards, the limit. Every month, every month we would like reach the 7,000 euro limit. Um, mm -hmm. We would, I remember one moment because you asked me like, what was like a, a specific moment that changed everything for you. And it was in the supermarket. I love to share the story. It was um, before I started my coaching company, I would go to the supermarket and I would just buy, you know, like bits and bobs, uh, like little things for 30 euros yeah. or something. And I remember it so clearly. I would go to the self-checkout. I would put my card into the machine and in huge letters, it appeared declined. And I was like, oh fuck mm. like a lot of like a rash of emotions like i was ashamed you know did somebody see me you know that i can't afford 30 euro i get goosebumps when i was when i'm telling you yeah. um and then i was so angry at myself at the same time like why did i allow myself to be in this position to not be able to afford a 30 euro groceries you know mm -hmm. I had to go back to the sh and put everything back in the shelves. It was horrible. I went to the car, I cried. And this was the moment when I told myself, I will never, never, ever again be in this position. I will create a life where I will be able to pay for groceries for other people. Mm. And this was what, this was the moment that like changed everything for me. And I, I guess I gained power from it, you know, even yeah. though it was like, such a horrible moment to not be able to pay. Um, 
so yeah, this this is my story. And today we have a multiple seven figure business. We I'm wow. married to my absolute soulmate. I'm yeah. sure you know so many past lives. Um, we just got married three months ago in Spain. We had our absolute teenage dream wedding. It was so beautiful from what I saw. Thank you. <laughs> yeah so basically yeah we do what we love we created this freedom for us and um yeah it's incredible so okay looking back on like everything and obviously now one of the main things that you teach correct me if I'm wrong is like manifestation right and creating your dream life so in that kind of topic what have you noticed has been one of the number one things that people in your opinion make too hard when it comes to manifestation. Cause I like when I'm talking about manifestation or helping somebody, I think a lot of the time, because it's become a very um, well-known topic is we now just make it this massive effort. We make it too hard. We analyze it too much. We think that we have to be perfect or whatnot in order to manifest our dream lives. And you obviously, you know, you, that moment where you're in the car crying, like that was a moment of manifestation in my opinion right and you weren't feeling like high fucking vibe thinking about what you wanted you were actually deciding that you were never going to feel this way again so what are what what are one of the things that you think people overcomplicate in manifestation so the thing i always witness is that people think that it's enough to think positive and that then you will manifest everything that you want so they in my opinion have this illusion of oh i just have to be positive i just have to think good thoughts throughout the day yes you do and this is the this is the starting point like if you think negative thoughts nothing's gonna come out of it you know what you want but it's not like it's i think people feel stuck because they are stuck in their head and it's not about thinking positive thoughts because this is what makes it hard because you forget the somatic stuff that you also teach mm -hmm. you know you forget to that manifestation is not just positive thoughts manifestation is not just having an idea or having a desire and then just visualize it and then it will appear out of thin air in front of you yes. you know like it this is not how it works like you have to think that your subconscious mind holds 96% of what you will quote unquote manifest in your life. So it, of course, everything starts with an idea or with a thought or with a desire that you have, but it doesn't stop there, you know? Mm. So you have to work with your subconscious mind. You have to heal your inner wounds, be it your inner child or your shadows or your trauma or whatever you have experienced that is holding you back to actually act on it, to be that version of yourself, not just to think like her, but be her, act like mm -hmm. her, read the yeah. books that the, your best version is reading, um, have the friends that your best version is having, like, you know, have the sex life that your best version mm -hmm. is having, you know? So I think like this take is the action. Yeah. Everyone focuses, focuses on the law of attraction and like that visualizing, yes. but every, like people forget the law of action of yes. you need to go and do the things, even if they're scary, like things that are going to get you outside your comfort zone to allow you to manifest are not going to feel easy. It's like, I always think it's almost a little bit more concerning if something that you want to stretch you feels easy and you're not a little bit scared because then it's probably not going to stretch you very much. You actually want 
a part of you to be like, oh, I don't want to do it or I'm scared or like second guessing it. Like that's actually a good thing because it tells you that in that thing, there's going to be more expansion than you can cognitively imagine right now. 100%. I also feel like that people think that you will never feel anxious or you will never feel fear once you manifest quote unquote that thing that you want but that's not how it works like you will always have your emotions like we have we we embody these range of emotions like fear is something that is just us you know feeling anxious is just natural you know it's not yep. normal but it's natural you know yep. so i feel like people try too hard to get away from fear get away from you know being anxious, but this is not how it works. The question is, who are you while you feel anxious? Who are you being mm. while you feel that fear or why you feel ashamed or whatever emotion you feel, you know? It's the same thing with um, when things go like the way you want them to, this will also not last forever. Like, you know, it's natural that we have highs and lows and highs and lows. So just appreciating being aware of that makes it easier, I guess, you know? Yeah. I love that. I like to just say to people like you're human yes. and being human doesn't mean that you're not going to manifest something like the universe isn't going to punish you because you've had a bad day no. or because you've, you know, you've had, a, you've had a, a bad mental health week or because you're second guessing yourself, like you're human. It's more about how you move through it and how you get out of it. And do you still take the action even when it feels hard? It's like that deep self-commitment, right? Where through your whole journey, what is kind of apparent is that you never let those hard moments be a moment where you're throwing in the towel and giving up. No. It made you more motivated to not experience that pain again. Exactly. So here's the thing for everyone listening, the pain that you experience, like I like to explain it. I hope I can put it into words. Um, yep. how I want to put them into words because it's so easy for me to speak in German and English. Yeah. Is like, just, you, you know, I actually have quite a lot of German followers, to be honest. Like I have a, like, I have a lot of German followers. It's so wild to me. I'm like, the Germans love me. I will take it. Um, so if you, want, if you want, why don't you explain it in English and then say it in German? Because they're just going to feel so seen. Like, oh my God, finally an episode where there's German in it from, from Monica. <laughs> yeah, I, I could do that. Totally. I can do that. So I'm trying to put it into English words. So um, imagine, so you always have to, I mean, you have different choices in life. Let's be real. Like the quantum field is full of possibilities and choices, but let's say mm -hmm. you have two choices. So either you stay where you are and you feel stuck and you're anxious, you know, you're afraid of letting go or you're afraid of doing the big leap, whatever it is. And a lot of people choose to stay where they are because they are afraid, right? So they feel that pain doing that thing that will like, you know, bring them to the next level, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But then if you do the things that are out of your comfort zone or in the zone of the unknown, this also feels painful in a way. And you will always have to choose between two pains. You know, it, it is never like, oh, if I like don't do it, if I don't stretch myself, oh, it will not be painful. Oh, yes, it will be painful because staying where you are and where you don't want to be will feel painful for the rest of your life. Whereas if you do the thing now that feels uncomfortable and painful now, it will just be painful for a short amount of time. And then afterwards, you will gain pleasure, you know, excitement, 
mm-hmm. whatever happiness, whatever you're aiming for. And it's the same thing with, I always, I mean, I've never been pregnant. I would love to yeah. one day, but. Yeah, oh my God, I cannot wait. Like, do you yeah. see this? I'm like ready to be impregnated. Yes. <laughs> so talking to my pregnant, previous being pregnant uh, girlfriends. So, you know, when you talk to women who um, gave birth, they will always tell you, in the moment leading up to like giving birth or in the very special moment of giving birth, it felt like hell, you know, like it was so painful. Mm -hmm. Like all they could think of is like, just get the fuck out of my body. Like, even though I love you and I will never probably love anyone more than this child, like just put this child out of me. Like for God's sake, like whatever you do, just put this child out of me. And it is so painful, but then, it is the most beautiful thing afterwards. Like in, in manifestation, it's almost like that process. Like it's so painful, but at the end you birth this new version of yourself, you know, like, and it feels so scary and it feels so hard, but trust the process, like trust yourself, trust that you are a co-creator with the universe and the universe will never give you something that you're not ready for, you know? Yeah. Like, um, and I feel like this trust is also an issue for so many people because they don't trust you. You're so right. I always like to remind myself that when I'm having a breakdown, it's because I'm about to have a breakthrough or when I'm having mm-hmm. like a really hard week where everything just feels like, so, and when I'm having those moments where I just, you know, we both run businesses yeah. just for anybody else running a business. You're not abnormal. If you think sometimes you just want to fucking give up and work corporate, yeah. it's a really normal <laughs> thing to be thinking. So when I'm having one of those moments where I'm like, fuck this, I'm done. And it only lasts for like literally a couple of hours. But if I'm having one of those weeks where it's just been a hard week, you know, and you're consistently just like, oh my God, this is just stretching me a lot. It's always reminding myself this stretch is so temporary because in this stretch, I'm learning something that's going to allow the breakthrough. But if I don't allow the breakdown, I will never have the breakthrough. Like if I'm fighting against that breakdown because I don't want to feel it or I don't want to experience it, I'm then not going to get the thing that's then going to take me to the next level. Right. And it's the same. It's just like another example of the same kind of thing. If you don't do that hard thing, you're not going to get what's after the hard thing. 100%. I also feel like this, how did you just call it break? No, what was that? Breakdown to then have a breakthrough. Yes, exactly. So this breakdown will not last forever. And one of my mentors, Dr. John, like he told me once, just imagine you being in a, like, let's say you're um, having an orgasm, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. So we enjoy the orgasm while it lasts. And then afterwards, we're fine to let it go, right? So mm-hmm. then we're like, oh, can't wait for the next one or can't wait, you know, whatever the thought is. Yeah. Just imagine having the orgasm forever. Like you mm. would like you would go crazy, right? You couldn't. You would. <laughs> like just imagine. Yeah. So it's the same thing with other, like it doesn't last forever. And that's a good news that like the orgasm doesn't last forever. The breakdown doesn't last forever. Like life is up and down, up and down. It's just natural, you know, to experience yep. different phases and these different emotions and just go with it, you know? Yeah. Neither is better than the other. It's just all human. Yeah. What was that? I hope everyone understands like this, like, yes, no, I fully understood that. I, you, you nailed that. I'm like, no, that was great. Um, okay. So I wanted to talk to you about working with your husband because for anyone that doesn't know on my podcast, I've kind of made it clear, but I haven't made it like super clear. Um, my fiance now works for me as well. 
which was a, and I want to talk about this with you because obviously you started working with him um, a while ago and, you know, you also started working with him more towards like the beginning of the coaching industry. I feel like, remind me when you started to shift more into coaching, what year that was? It was January, 2017. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of when I started getting into the coaching stuff. So it was really before the coaching industry became so much of a thing. It was very new. Like there were, you know, if you remember there were coaches out there, but it wasn't like everyone. Now it feels like everyone just wants to be a coach, right? Back in the day when I became a coach, I was like, like, what is a coach? Like a basketball coach? Like I didn't even understand that that was like a thing. Then when my fiance met me, he had no idea what occurred. He was so confused by everything that I did. Anyway, now he obviously works for me. And it was like, we haven't talked about it. I haven't talked about it like publicly yet, but we went through a few months where it was really fucking hard. Like it is not easy to run a business with your partner. And I think, you know, depending on where you are in your business and where he comes in also influences it. And, you know, he didn't, he didn't come in at the, at the beginning where we were building it together. He came in when everything was built Mm -hmm. and like, I'm in control. I'm the CEO. I know how everything works. And, you know, as a man, he wants to be the one to boss everyone around. He wants to be the one to fix the problems and know what the solution is. But it's like, in the beginning, you actually don't like, he didn't know the solution. And so that was obviously kind of hard for him because in our relationship, he's very much the leader, the man, et cetera. But then in our business, it's a little bit different or in my business is a bit different. So share with me what has been like, I guess my question for you, cause I'm interested is what's been the hardest thing about working together, but then what's been the greatest thing about working together. Cause just like what we were talking about before, there's good and bad to everything. And it's like, does the good outweigh the bad? Like, obviously it does. Um, like, duh. Um, but yeah, what's been the hardest things and what's been the best things about having him work with you? So I know this episode is amazing. I just want to quickly interrupt because I don't want you to miss out on some incredible offers that I have right now that are really low cost. So my new year's Eve bundle is back. It's up and running. It's for you guys. And you don't want to miss this. Like you don't want to miss this. If you read the website page, you'll get it. But this is a a live bundle that I record, a live video that I recorded at the end of last year for you guys. And I actually purposely didn't re-record it this year or redo it live because what I manifested last year, that energy needed to stay in the video. I actually was going to redo it live and I decided against it because I didn't want to take away from the immense value that I provided for you guys in that first recording because of everything that happened in my in my life last year, which I just felt like was too expansive to not like to take away from you guys this year. So if you're new to my um, channel, my podcast, my me, then I will let you guys quickly know that I manifested my fiance from doing this one thing. I changed this one thing, my manifestation, which I I share with you guys. I did this one, maybe two things, um, depends how you see it. And I manifested him within 22 days. 22 days later, I met him after I started doing this one thing. I then got engaged to him later that year. I moved cities. I bought my first house. Like so much happened. I traveled Europe with him, like just all these business things. It was incredible. So the New Year's Eve bundle is there for you to grab. It's $133. So it's a fucking banging price. You get the 80 minute recording, which has a quantum leaping manifestation in it. The vibes are immaculate. And then you also get um, a meditation to walk you through beautiful journal prompts. Everything is included on the website. So just jump there for all the details. I also want to let you know that my new little program 
program, Empoweredly Submissive is up and running, which I'm very excited about. And as one of the ladies on my team mentioned to me, the videos are a vibe. <laughs> so like I said at the beginning of the episode, I nailed the vibe. I recorded it in different areas of my house. I put on cute outfits. I did the whole kit and caboodle for you guys to really expand you to step into your feminine energy. But I also provided you with incredibly valuable information. So Empoweredly Submissive is really like the intro program into stepping into your feminine energy. So if you are at the start of your journey with this and you just want to kind of dip your toes into my work, you don't want to make a huge investment yet, this is the program for you. It's $149 and all of the information is on the website as well. So let's jump back into this incredible episode. Hmm, That's a very good question. So I guess the hardest thing would be um, not just with him, but with my entire team, but especially with him, because at the beginning he was the only team member, you know, mm -hmm. working with me, um, was letting go of control. Mm. Like, I would think that I'm literally the only person who will do it right or who will write the email the way I want it to be written or I will like, I'm the only one who will embody the values of the company. And nobody else will. And maybe that's true to one, like, to one degree. Yeah. Because I believe nobody will ever put the same vision energy, you know, like you will. Oh, amen. But yeah, amen. it doesn't amen. mean that you can't be successful and uber successful, you know? Like, you don't want to have, like, twins in your company. Like, mm -hmm. you want to put people in the right seat with the right well there's a book you can all read it it's called traction and it changed our business um so okay. like for me it was important to first of all let go of control and trust him and trust myself why letting go of control that he will just do the things right and even if he wouldn't like like just let him make mistakes you know it's, mm. it's just part of growing i guess um so the same goes like I, I can say the same thing um, regarding my team. Oh my God, it was so hard. Like I remember my first team member, I would be like, why is she not doing this? And why is she not doing that? And why, you know, I yeah. would stress around. And now I'm like, please make mistakes. Please make yeah. mistakes. Because this is the only way how you will grow as a human and as how we will grow as a company. So this was the hardest part, I guess. It is. I want to quickly say, like, it is really hard to learn to like have a team, you know, I think especially for like the entrepreneur, like the visionary, we're not necessarily wired to be the management team. Like being a, like knowing how to manage people in a business is a whole different set of set of skills yeah. than running a business and like being a CEO and whatnot. And I've had to learn so much on how to be like a really effective leader and everything. Um, but to your point, mistakes, I think also society these days and like unfortunately kids these days are kind of being grown up where they're being so sheltered mm -hmm. that they're not making mistakes it's like oh every kid gets an a now in class like no, no the kid needs to get a d because that's helping him to learn and it's like we're almost so focused now on not hurting anybody's feelings and making everybody happy that it actually limits the person's growth because then we never call them out for their mistakes but it's like i've had to share this with my team as well of the mistakes are a good thing 
Because if there's not mistakes that I can point out to you, then we can't grow as a company. We can't get, we can't streamline things. We, it's actually good to find problems because then we can solve the problems. Like it's, I love it when my team members go on holiday because I will then find problems, like not look for them, but like, because they're not kind of doing that certain task and I'm doing it for them whilst they're away, I'll find things that I'm like, oh, this has been done wrong. And I'm not then getting them in trouble for it. I'm like, wow, I'm really glad that I found this because now we can fix it. And if you didn't go on holiday, I wouldn't have actually known that this wasn't being done the correct way or the most optimal way. And it's so good when you find those errors because you can improve on them. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So what has been the best bit about um, having him work for you? I guess. I mean, this sounds maybe to someone, this sounds totally weird, but spending time together 24 seven is the best thing to both of us. Like when Mm. I remember um, when he would be in his corporate job, you know, he would work from, no, he would leave the house at 7am and he would come home at 7pm, 6pm. If it was like a short day, it would be 5pm. And he would be exhausted. Like he would come home, mm-hmm. have a shower. I will like cook for him. He will have dinner and he would watch TV for an hour, be on Facebook for 30 minutes. And then he would just have to go to sleep. Right. Because he was exhausted. Yep. And then the only time we would have together would be the weekends. And, but then on the weekends, he would help build our company. So we would not mm-hmm. be like, we, we couldn't like almost, we couldn't connect as a couple you know, yep. like we would disconnect yep. from each other. And I told him like, this can't go on forever. Like we have to change something about it. So this was our, because freedom is our top number one le- uh, value from both of us. Mm-hmm. So we have personal values, but then we also have business values and they are completely yep. different. But yep. our personal values are, uh, number one is freedom. So we wanted not just build like financial freedom for us because you can be financially free, but then work. 20 hours a day right yeah just because like you know or you have to be stuck in a city even though you have all the money or you know like freedom Mm -hmm. is not just freedom so we wanted geographic freedom we wanted time freedom we wanted financial freedom and just the just the time together right because this is something you will really never get back you know like even if you lose money you can always make money in the Mm -hmm. same way you did before but the time is just gone, right? The moments are of yeah. course, memory in your head and that's beautiful. But then living everything, like like sharing all these beautiful travels and sharing all these beautiful moments and seeing our children grow up. I, I always wanted to be a mom that doesn't compromise on time. Like I, in my mm-hmm. ideal world, both us would like bring up the child, like um, educated and be at home with the child. Like I never wanted him to go to work and me being at home yeah. because he's such a, an important part, just as I am as a mom. Right. So yeah. this was my vision and his vision as well to spend time together and to share all these beautiful things that we can obviously afford with all that money, but then mm-hmm. just to enjoy it together. And this is the most beautiful part of running a business together and being a couple just to be every day with each other. And of course we don't like, you know, it's not, everything is not, um, how do you say it in English? Yeah, exactly. So when we have days where he's like, okay, like I just need to, I don't know, 
go and take some pictures with his camera. I just let him yeah. go, right? He just enjoys himself. I go shopping. I meet up with my girls, you know, like we, of course, don't spend like 24 seven yes. with each other. But you're, but he would not be, any, any man would be like, I'm not signing up for that. Exactly, exactly. And also as a woman, you're not, right? You just yeah, want to have no. your thing with your girls and, you know, like, or yeah. for yourself, whatever it is. But most of the time, I would say like, 70%, 80% of our time, we love to spend our time together. And this mm. is the most beautiful part of it. I yeah. love that. I love that. How do you guys, like, I'm assuming he does all of kind of the man stuff, the back end operations, like finances, et cetera. Do you feel like, even though you're the face of the company and you're the one kind of responsible in a way for like growing it and getting sales in and that kind of thing. Do you feel like you've been able to get to a place where you really manage the workload? Like you don't feel like, you know, it's that whole kind of masculine feminine, right? Where like the feminine doesn't want to feel like it's her responsibility to mm. make the business a success or it's her responsibility to bring in all the money all the time. She wants to be able to feel like he's providing in that way. I'm curious, how have you guys been able to create that dynamic or are you working on that? Mm. So we are definitely also working on it. We figured things mm -hmm. out very quickly, I would say. So at the beginning, of course, I had this subconscious need for him to be the leader, but I mm -hmm. just didn't realize it. You know, I was hustling my way through and working, I don't know, 18 hours and blah, blah, blah yep. until I realized, okay, that's just unhealthy and toxic. So stop doing that. Um, <laughs> yeah obviously stop right now stop <laughs> stop it right um so um what was what was it so the question was the question uh, was like the finding balance between oh yeah. You know, yeah okay yeah so I think at the beginning of our journey together as a business couple I put that subconscious pressure on him and on me for him mm -hmm. being the leader the provider blah 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 but then now I'm like, if he can't do it, or if he doesn't want to do things that would lead up to that necessarily like growth of the business or sales yeah. or whatever is required to, you know, have someone to lead up to that sale or whatever it is, or the new product, mm -hmm. I learned it doesn't have to be him necessarily as a man. I just need someone else to join the company and help us get where we want. If I can't do mm. it, woman, you know? So I did, I, I, I learned to not put the responsibility on him necessarily. So I just let him be himself, um, let him lead up to the point where he's comfortable leading, right? Yep. And then if he's like, oh, I, I'm not responsible for that product or I can't help you with that, it doesn't mean that he's not a leader, not enough of a leader, right? It just means it's not his zone of genius. So somebody yes. else has to come in and help. I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's something that, I mean, every couple that is working together has to figure out for themselves, but it's definitely no easy task, like working together, especially when the woman is the face of the business and the one that kind of like started it and whatnot. But I also think personally, at least from, for us, like one, you obviously have to have amazing communication and like so much love in your relationship where the love always like outweighs everything. But personally, what I've experienced is it just creates like a deeper sense of connection. Like it's so nice to be building something with somebody else and getting to share that rather than it just being yours alone. And then it feels like you're not able to share that success in the same way than if you actually had 
your like the, your favorite person in the world yeah. doing it with you yeah so that's so true uh, I was talking to Dali today and um, I don't know why but we we talked about the moment that he quit his corporate job mm-hmm. and I asked him like oh do you remember how you felt in that moment and he was like yeah I remember my ex-boss telling me oh you know what you can come back anytime if you ever feel like your new company is not like uh, making sales or is not successful enough you can always come back you know you've been such a good employee blah blah blah. and he was he literally told him you will never see me again here wow I'm never gonna come back like this was never an option you know so he always saw that potential in our company he always saw that potential in me and um Right. And isn't it funny how men just like they have that? We don't give them enough credit for it sometimes. But like I've brought this up with my fiance, and he's like, there's no option of whether or not like this is going to work. It's working. Like he had in the beginning, he had more faith than I had. He had more like, no, 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 I quit my job. I'm making this work. And he almost had like more skin in the game than I did, if that makes sense. Because just as a man, it's like, they want to succeed. They want to have their purpose. They want to bring more to the company. Like they want to be able to take weight off your shoulders and put it on theirs. And so it's just, it's interesting. And But I also will say for anybody considering it, I'm sure you agree. It is so nice having a man in a company. Yeah. Like one of my employees, Olivia, she loves when she gets on the phone with him and she always just goes, I just love your masculine presence. And he doesn't get these kinds of words. So he's just laughing on the other end of the phone. Oh no, masculine structure. And he just laughs because he thinks it's so funny, but it's true. It's like, especially in quite a female dominated um, industry. And a lot of us have like all female teams, the groundedness and like the brain of a man in there. It's just, it brings to me, it brings a sense of safety of like, we actually have somebody that's thinking in a completely different way and is thinking from this kind of like protective, logical security standpoint, which is really important in a business as well. 100%. So I remember, and I mean, up until this day, this is like normal to me having a rash of ideas, right? In the middle of the night, like he would already sleep in the bed and I would wake him up and say babe can I just tell you one thing and he, he's like oh this is the story of my life and he's like shut up <laughs> no. so then he's putting his earplugs out he's like yeah what what do you want to share yeah. and I'm like I have this idea of I don't know like a product I want to launch yeah. it to like tomorrow in the morning and he's like why can't it just wait until the morning same thing <laughs> same thing yeah why can't and I'm like because it can't I'll forget it like I have to tell you exactly. I just have to share it you know and then he's wide awake and then he like sits there and he's like I'm like oh poor him like, what did I do you know but then again yeah. he's so structured he likes calms me down you know and he's like let's like he's almost like a bird like flying over the company mm. and seeing all these different departments and you know he, he's just so different than I am. And that's why it works, I guess. I'm I'm like more emotional and yep. creative and blah, blah. And he's more structured and organized and grounded. And- I, I completely agree. I'm like that visionary, right? Like you, it's that creative brain where like our brain never stops thinking. I always have ideas. I have to share them. But with his presence, it actually like he will take an idea, for example, and then be like, don't do anything on this. Like, don't do anything with it. Just let me. <laughs> look at this for a week. 
<laughs> you get it. Yeah. Anyway, but what's so good is that he brings me then questions and he's like, okay, if we do this, we have to do X, Y, Z, then this could happen. And he kind of has more of that logical approach, which allows me to then like, he reflects it back to me in a different way. So it allows me to then think about it in a different way. Or he'll say, remember how last week you told me that you actually wanted to have a holiday in December and not work. So why are you thinking about doing this in December? And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. And it just, it's that kind of, it's that logical side that we can forget when we are just so excited about ideas and creativity that just, I think that the more that you get into your business and the older you get and the more that you move towards motherhood, you don't want to work as much. Yeah. And so having him kind of remind you of that or simplify things or have that mindset of like doing less because men are just like that of like, no, 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 we need to have everything streamlined, everything automated, like blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, for me, it's been so nice because it actually allows me to feel like my body feels more confident, more secure, safer going into getting married and being a mom because he has that protective energy mm -hmm. of not just shiny object syndrome yeah. and next, next, next in the business, but rather let's just nail what we're already doing and grow what we're already doing. Let's just master it and then Correct. we move on from there. Yeah. Whereas we're like new, like yeah. new idea. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, um, my question for you, I had another one as well. So what has, uh, how has your process of manifestation changed over the years? Like we were saying before, right? When you start manifestation and you start kind of creating your dream life, it's a little more basic. You're reading the secret. It's the positive thinking, blah, blah, blah. And then definitely for me, as things have gone on, it's become a much more, I call it like an embodied manifestation experience, right? It's just like, you're living it out. You're not doing it. You're just, you're being it. Um, and it manifestation almost becomes an easier thing as you go. What, like how has manifestation and your practices changed over the years as you've continued to kind of have more of your dream life? Mm, I love that question. So I guess at the beginning, like in 2009, when I read The Secret, the book. So there's a funny story. So I was, um, we were together, we were dating like for seven days, like my husband and I were like mm -hmm. seven days. And he asked me to go and visit his family in Switzerland after seven days. And I was like, okay, this guy, like he's, he's super serious about our relationship. Like who would yeah. introduce me to his family in Switzerland after seven days? I was like, okay, let's go. You know, I'm spontaneous, blah, blah. And yeah. so we visited his cousin and we were sitting in the kitchen and she, talked about that colleague of hers that literally changed her life with this book and I was like okay what is she talking about and she was like oh it's called the secret and if you read it you could probably like change your entire life and manifest anything and I was like okay just give me the book I was broke as fuck like I you know I had such a horrible relationship with my dad and I just came out of a very toxic relationship with a guy I was like give me that book you know and um, yeah. I read it and after I read it, I created a vision board and I thought, oh, everything is possible. And I was in this high vibe mood. But then soon enough, I realized that, you know, we have this idea of manifestation being that process. Oh, you just have to think a good thought and then it's going to manifest. Mm -hmm. And this is what I thought for a few years. This is how it works. So I would literally have a desire of, I don't know, like, let's say the desire of, eating healthy or healthier mm -hmm. or moving more. But then I would just grab the chocolate, right? And I would mm -hmm. continue eating unhealthy. And I, w I was almost thinking, what's wrong with me? Like, why does this process not work for me? Like, I thought 
positive. I had the desire, like it's on my vision board, you know, I'm affirming it. So why is not working until I realized that it's a subconscious process. It's a somatic process. Like if I have the desire to make a million dollars or a million euros, the instant feeling I feel is fear, you know, fear of being um, abandoned from my family or fear of um, losing friends or, you know, any kind of fear. So what I would do back then, I would feel the fear and I would just go with it. You know, I would Mm -hmm. almost surrender to the fear, but not in a good way, but rather in a way that, oh, I don't deserve it. You know, I feel the fear. So when I realized that I have to heal my inner child, I have Mm -hmm. to heal my trauma around money, around success, around sensuality, whatever it was, I realized this is how manifestation really works. Like it's not just Mm -hmm. a conscious process, it's a subconscious process, right? And I guess this is the main difference to me manifesting today versus how I tried to manifest back in the days, like 15 years ago or 10 years ago. Yeah. I love that. And I had the exact same thing where I just thought manifestation didn't work for me Mm. because I was doing all the right things. I was thinking positively. I had a fucking vision board. like, And so I really just thought, oh, it works for other people, but it doesn't work for me. And it was because I think that when you're starting out, it's like the like the secret for example did you just see a thumbs up come up yes so fucking weird there's this new mac update and i cannot get it off my computer of like <laughs> balloons will come up and thumbs up like they listen, it's listening to our conversation i'm not okay with it Holy. it's i'm not okay with it anyway so um yeah so i was like doing all the right things and the this the the secret and other kind of really simplified versions of manifestation it's a really great starting point yeah. but i think that it gets too simplified and those really key details are missed and because those key details that you just shared with us are missed it then leaves people thinking this doesn't work for me and like i'm broken you know it can work for everybody else but i don't deserve it and i'm not enough and i'm broken and then unless you know you stumble upon oh i have to be doing deeper inner work you then live the rest of your life thinking that stuff isn't possible for you. And actually it's very possible for you. You just have to do it the right way. I kind of like to think sometimes that manifestation is very complicated, but very simple. Like you can like for each individual person, it could be such a unique journey that that person needs to go on, like kind of what their step-by-step is to get to where they want to go based on their past, based on their beliefs, their trauma, whatever. So it's like, it's very complex, but it's also really simple at the same time. It's just that it needs to be simple in the correct way, not in the incorrect way, basically. 100%. I agree. Love it. Um, okay. To wrap up, what is your, like, what's the next journey of your dream life? What are you manifesting, Diana? What maybe, what, what are some things that you've recently manifested? Like just share it with us, put it out in the universe. So what I've recently manifested. So, so when I'm talking about manifestation, I'm, I'm talking about the process of having a desire or an idea and then it coming into the physical world, right? So yep. it's manifested means it's already there. So manifestation okay. to me is not visual visualizing it or something. To me, when I say, oh, I've manifested it, it means it's already done. Like it's here in the physical 3D world. So it's not okay. still yep. an idea. So what I've recently manifested or created, shall I say, yep. um, it's my multiple seven figure business. I'm I couldn't be more happy how many people we've helped until now thousands and thousands of people changing their lives through simple tools 
not these complicated processes, right? Yes, they are painful, but it doesn't mean that they are complicated, right? Mm -hmm. So it can be painful, but still it's simple and will bring you to, you know, it will bring you quicker to where you want to go. So this is something we have manifested, Um, obviously living where I want to live whenever I want to do it. So um, we were just talking today and you asked me like, oh, what's your travel plans? And, you know, so often we sit there and we were like, let's just see how the weather is in Stockholm, Sweden, for Mm -hmm. example. We're like, oh. It's beautiful. Let's just go, you know, and this is what I've manifested to have this time freedom, the financial freedom, just to travel when I want with him, obviously. So he doesn't have mm-hmm. to ask for permission or for holidays or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and just sit in either a private jet or flying commercial, mm-hmm. whatever I feel like doing and just go right. Take my dog and that's it. Um, and then what I want to manifest is definitely And it feels so weird because it's the first time I'm speaking about it, like in public, Um, but I'm definitely having a desire of becoming a mom. Um, This was something I was not ready for a long, long time because there was so much fear of dying while I give birth until I learned it's not my fear. I just inherited it from my mom while she was Mm -hmm. pregnant with me. So I did a lot of work around that, you know, um, And now it's just gone. And I'm like, I'm ready, you know, I'm ready to be a mom. I'm ready to nurture my body first before I can nurture that little child or maybe two, I don't know how many. (laughs) Um, And so I'm in my, I'm, I'm very much in my feminine era, I would say, in that nurturing um, sensual era almost. So I discovered that and I love that phase. So this is the next um, private thing. Um, yeah. And I don't say I want to become a mom like next month or or become pregnant like, you know, next year. Um, it's just something I can see myself do in the future, in the near future. Yeah. So whenever yeah. it comes, it comes. I don't care when. Um, yeah. Anyway, time oh, is an illusion, you know, so time is just a 3D thing. So yeah. I don't believe in yeah. the future or past. It's just the moment now that is more, the most important thing. So yeah, I guess that's the next thing. And then what else in business? Um, well, we have a few launches coming up. I mm-hmm. would love to, and I think you feel me right there. Once you have all these online courses and online, you know, you have the certification, you have your online mm-hmm. things. I do have my membership and everything, but everything is just online. So I feel the calling to do more offline, just to have mm. physical products, you know, to have scented candles, a manifestation journal, like to have something tangible so that mm-hmm. people can just feel it and experience it yep. at home. So this is the next big thing. We want to, yeah, to be, so we want our customers to be able to experience our tools while being at home. So that's the next big thing. Oh, so many exciting things. And obviously I'm like the most excited for being a mama as well. Like I cannot, I feel like once you're in, once you're in that era of just feeling the the love that comes with just nurturing, like all I want to do, I'm having all of December off and the first two weeks of January. Spice and yeah, I do that like pretty much every year. Um, but usually I'll take, usually I won't take the first week off of December. Um, I'll kind of take from the middle of December off. But this year I was like, no, 
I need I need the whole of December off because also just like I love Christmas too much. And I just can't like I cannot wait to be a mom. And so I literally will be in the kitchen like baking cookies and I'm pretending that I have like our kids at the kitchen bench. Like my, <laughs> my fiance thinks I'm insane, but I like pick up my dogs like I'm holding a baby and he literally would be like, oh, Bubba, mommy thinks that you're a baby. And I'm like, yep, I do. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm here for it. Because I just cannot wait. Anyway, are there any last things, any last nuggets of wisdom that you want to share with um, my audience before you go? Well, I would love to let everybody know who's listening that there is literally no nothing that you cannot bring into your life. Like there is nothing, like especially to men and women listening, like I don't know if you guys are aware of the fact, and this is facts, like this is not like um, a theory. This is facts, like you are literally made to create life. Like inside mm. your body, there is so much potential to create life, both men and women, because a woman by herself can't do it without a man. So you obviously mm -hmm. need him. But then also as a woman, are you aware that in your body, there is the, this perfect place of growing this human being and your body knows what to do. And there's so many things that have to go right and that most of the time go right to create a human. Like if you can create a human, like, duh, of course you can create 10 millions in your business. Like, obviously you can. Like, it's so easy. Like, just think of the thought, like whenever you're in doubt, just remember who you are and like what you can create, like you can create human beings, literally. Like, of course, you can create your dream life, you know, money, success, whatever you want. You know, I love life, that dream life is for everyone. Dream life is so different, you know. Um, what yeah. is dream life to me doesn't mean it has to be dream life for somebody else. But everything you want is there to be experienced by you. Oh. That was a really great, just like perspective reminder. Yeah. I, yeah, I like to think of that sometimes because it kind of freaks me out. I'm like, we literally grow a child in our body from fucking nothing. Like there are fingernails in there, like fingernails, <laughs> there's hair in there. Like, where does it come from? You know, like where it, it literally comes from almost thin fucking air. But then again, so, yeah, like, sorry to interrupt you, but then that's okay. it's not really thin air. It's potential, right? Like if mm. you take a look at an atom and at an electron, like the distance between, I mean, this is now science, okay? I don't want to go into deep into that thing, but just to, do it. I want to know, yeah. just to remind everyone, like we are made out of atoms, right? This glass is made of atoms. Your microphone is made out of atoms. Every chair you sit on is atoms and energy and everything around us is energy. But also you are made of water, electrons, atoms. And because you were talking about thin air or nothing, well, it's everything. So the distance between an atom and the next electron to it is almost like you standing here and the electron is 10 kilometers away from you. Like this is the distance between an electron and an atom. And inside there, we, we would think it's just nothing or empty space, what people love to call it. But in reality, when you look into quantum physics and quantum mechanics, it's not nothing. It's pure energy, like it's pure potential. This is the quantum field. So 
all the possibilities that you can think of lies inside that field of possibilities. So your wow. child, Monica, is already there, right? So it's either mm. in yourselves or somewhere, you know, in the field of potential. So it comes from everything and then turns into that human being. You know what I mean? Oh. It's, yeah, I totally I love wild, like, I love that you reminded us of yeah. of that because you're right. That is like it's it's or like what you want is literally already there. You just have to turn it into the physical thing. Yes. I always like to think of it like this. So I I sometimes when I doubt myself, you know, or when when the ego or my fear is a little bit louder than my higher self or intuition whatever you want to call it, um I always ask myself, is it possible? If the answer is yes, well, then it will happen because everything that is possible will happen or has already happened for someone else, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't want to go in too deep into that. Thing. No, like <laughs> just I'm just soaking that in like so many good reminders for everyone. This has just been... This has been an expansive, juicy, nourishing episode. So thank you so much for coming on, Diana, And thank you for all the wisdom that you shared and everything. We're going to put all your links below, but do you want to just quickly tell people where they can find you? Um, and we'll also just link it all below for easy access for people to just click. Of course. So thank you again for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. I'm so grateful that we um, yeah, found the date and time to yeah. do um, the podcast. And uh, you can easily find me either on Instagram or TikTok. It's very easy. It's Diana Delo, and that's it. Yeah. Beautiful. Amazing. Thank you so much. I hope that you have a lovely rest of your day. Have a Merry Christmas. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for all the wisdom that you shared. Really quickly, this one's for the ladies only. Sorry, men, but you have another program for you, the man. Queen Alchemy is currently open for the extended payment plan. So a few months prior to Queen Alchemy officially opening, I will softly be sharing that the extended payment plan is open. If you're on the wait list, you get emails about this. Not very many, but you get a few. So here is your reminder. If you want to join the next round of Queen Alchemy and you know or you think that you might need an extended payment plan, then please make sure that you are on the wait list or that you send us an email or that you fill in the form. And all you have to do is click the link below in the description. You'll be guided to the website page where you can read all, read all about this program that you all have heard about because it is the program of programs. And then you can fill in your form. I will email you making sure that everything is hunky-dory and it's a good fit for you. I'll answer any questions that you have and then you will be able to secure your place, get early access and have an extended payment plan. If you are wanting to do some extra one-on-ones with me in Queen Alchemy or if I advise that for you in your case, you will also be able to work those extra one-on-ones into the extended payment plan as well. So if you know you need this or if you haven't joined Queen Alchemy in the past because you haven't been able to make the regular payment plan work, then I really urge you to not self-sabotage because I'm not going to remind you very much and make sure that right now you pause this episode, that you fill in that form and then when I email, you reply to the email very excited that you are ready to rock and roll and I will see you inside for the next round of my incredible program, Queen Alchemy.